Well, hello, hello. Welcome to Orchid Bloom's podcast. Welcome back, bloomers. My name is Orchid Brown. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Orchid I Brown. So last episode, we talked about projecting and how that is a part of defense mechanism. I went through listing defense mechanisms and and what it is and, and what they are. And so I ended that podcast episode just talking about who were prone to projecting and such as that and what people can do and how they can manage projecting if this is something that they do. So to recap, you know, learning how to accept your failures and weaknesses is something that you can do. Building up your self-esteem and trying not to make a negative out of every situation is something that we all can do. And it's also a part of laws of attraction as well as manifestation. So if you really look at it and think about it, it's just not trying to take things too personal whenever it happens or when you feel triggered. So This is kind of what everyone can do to manage this if they find themselves projecting in any circumstances. It could be at work, it could be in a relationship, it could be with your family and your friends, you never know. And we're not, none of us can say that we've never projected. All of us have at some point in time and we might still do it and not even recognize that we are doing it. So I just wanted to start this podcast episode on a positive note. I definitely wanted to to also transition into this part two podcast episode of the first one, which is projecting. And now we're moving into projecting and rejection. What is rejection? Rejection can be defined as the act of pushing someone or something away. One may experience rejection from one's family of origin, a friend, or a romantic partner and the resulting emotions can often be painful. Rejection can be experienced on a large scale or in a small ways in everyday life. While rejection is typically a part of life, some types of rejection may be more difficult to cope with than others. Feeling rejected is the opposite of feeling accepted, but being rejected, and we all will be at some point in time, especially in life, doesn't mean someone isn't liked, valued, or important. It just means that one time in one situation with one person, things doesn't work out. Rejection hurts, but it's impossible to avoid altogether. This is a topic that was inspired by a wisdom talk that is currently on the app um, that I did a few months ago. Rejection falls into this topic of conversation due to the defense mechanism. Um, not that it's listed as defense defense mechanism, but people do project their rejection. Projecting your rejection on the person that you feel that is rejecting you is a form of protecting yourself. You know, rejecting them first so you can protect yourself from that pain. That made me wonder if being rejected would be considered a traumatic experience even though it happens regularly sometimes every day and some people experience this in their lifetime all the time so it must be traumatic 
And we just have to kind of push through it and we don't sit down and talk about it. We don't go and see a therapist about it and figure out a way to help to manage that pain and and that experience and hope that we learn how to not allow it to affect our future relationship, our future jobs, our our relationship with our families, uh, things such as that. Rejection still connects to abandonment. A lot of people who experience abandonment, you know, in their childhood or maybe in their teenage years tend to project rejection. Hurt people hurt people. You've heard that saying before. And in this situation, projecting your rejection sometimes means that you have to hurt the other person so that you feel like you're in control and that you still have that power you know, oh, I'm going to reject you before you reject me because I felt the signs. I saw the signs that, you know, you weren't really there with me and I need to just jump in and reject you first so that I don't have to feel that pain, but you can hurt people, hurt people. Abandonment and rejection are so intertwined that no one can say they suffer from one and not the other. They go hand in hand. So why do I say that? Well, Let's go into abandonment issues and what are they? Abandonment issues stem from a fear of loneliness, which can be a phobia or a form of anxiety. These issues can affect your relationships and others and often stem from a childhood loss. Other factors that turn loss into abandonment issues include environmental and medical factors, genetics and brain chemistry. Early childhood experience or experiences are the biggest contribution to developing abandonment issues. When you become an adult, that traumatic event might include the loss of a parent by divorce or death, or not getting enough physical or emotional care as a child. Emotional abandonment occurs when parents, for example, do not let their children express themselves emotionally ridicule the child or their children, put too much pressure on their children to be perfect, and last, treat their children like their peers. The last part is why I'm sometimes confused about certain parents and the way that they treat their kids in in a sense that they act like they're they're their best friend. And I'm always confused about that because how do you blur the lines between a parent and being a friend? Like you have to choose one, no? If you're going to be the parent, be the parent. If you want to be the friend, be the friend. And I've actually seen situations where it just made zero sense to me as to why, you know, parents want to be friends with their kids. I think I met this girl once, it was years ago. And she she was um she was kind of disabled. Um but I mean that didn't take away from the fact that she could still work, she could still communicate, she could still do a lot of things. So she kind of, you know, we left high school, I bumped into her, you know, maybe like a year later, and she was with her mom, and her mom's always acting like her best friend. So she's always telling me stories every single time I bump into her, such as, oh, I talk to my mom about sex all the time, like we've been having this conversation since I started having sex at, at 12. And I was like, oh, what now? And in my mind, and you know, if I was a parent, you know, I wouldn't be expecting my daughter's not having sex at 12 years old. That's for sure. And you're definitely not going to come into my house with that bullshit and think you're going to stay. If you want to act like an adult, get the fuck out. So 
you know, she, I said, oh, wow, so your mom, like, lets you go out and just meet up with guys and have sex with them? And she's like, yeah, I have sex with multiple guys, but she, my mom, you know, prefers that I do it in a safety of our home. So I was like, wait a minute, so on a weekly basis, you have, like, multiple guys coming to your house just to have sex with you, and your mom is down for it? She's like, yeah, she's, like, friendly with them, she makes them food and gives them drinks, and I was like, holy, my mother would have boxed me? oh lord um and so i think she even like got pregnant at some point like when she was 18 years old and her mom's sitting beside her like planning this pregnancy and how they were gonna have baby together and she's so excited and i'm like you couldn't for one moment in life or in time just see your daughter as your daughter and want more for her, want better for her, encourage her to go to college or university, encourage her to get a better job, rather than being a deadbeat at home who just invites these local losers into her home to have sex with her. And, like, she'd be talking about how some of these guys come over and they, like, beat her up during sex and before and after. And she's telling me all these stories. And I was like, where was your mom when all of this was happening? Some of them actually come in and beat her daughter. And she's like, oh, my mom was, like, downstairs. And I'm like, does your mom know about this? She's like, yeah. But she, like, lets it happen, you know, because it's my life. She, she's my friend. You know, she's very encouraging. And I was like, so your mom is nice to this abuse, abuser? She's like, yeah, after he's done, you know, he goes downstairs and she feeds him and gives him something to drink. And I could not believe it. I just could not believe it. So I feel like that's just an extreme, extreme version of treating their children like their peers because i couldn't even condone it with my friends if any of my friends ever came to me and told me that any of this stuff was happening i would just go into like nurture mode i would go into like mama bear mode and be like no this is unacceptable so you know she still kept inviting other guys over and you know now that she's lost her baby because the guy beat her up to the point where she lost the baby now she's sleeping with guys to have a baby so that they can secure the plan between her and her mom of having a child and raising it together and i i'm like i can't i really can't i don't understand certain women or men who who have children and treat their children as if they are friends and they're in a relationship and they're this and they're that and they hold hands they're always going places together like the mom seems to not have a life and the daughter seems to make her life about her mom they go around and she meets guys and she picks up guys in front of her mom and her mom's her wing mom you know wingman and i'm like i can't i just can't but anyways after that i stayed away from that girl because she was like making me feel very uncomfortable I, I couldn't even look at that. The mom is so nice, too. Like, every time she meets people, she's super sweet. And hearing all of that, I completely looked at her differently. Yes, I was judging her. I try not to judge people, and I'm failing at that, but I was definitely judging the mother for that, 100%. So let's continue. Common signs of abandonment issues include giving too much or being overly eager to please, jealousy in your relationship or of others, trouble trusting your partner's intentions feeling insecure about your relationship having difficulties in feeling intimate emotions needing to control or be controlled by your partner setting in unsatisfactory uh, relationships or settling so settling in on on uh, unsatisfactory relationships and you have to understand that some of these lists that i just provided can be transferred to rejection 
because rejection is a fear. That fear will let you give too much or be overly eager to please. That fear of rejection, you know, will make you jealous in your relationship or of others. The comparison that you make. Um, fear of rejection also um, puts you in a situation where you have trouble trusting your partner's intentions because now you're questioning, is, does this person really like me? Is this person really for me? Like, how, how can you tell? You know what I mean? So that's, that's also a fear of rejection that, that can happen during that time, as well as feeling insecure about your relationship. If you're afraid of rejection, yeah, you're going to be insecure. Like, how do I stop my partner from not rejecting me? you know, while we're in this relationship, like I need to do more, I need to go above and beyond and and make sure that this person sees themselves with me so they don't reject me and move on. Fear of rejection, you know, does put you in a situation where you have difficulty um, feeling intimate emotionally, because once you start feeling that feeling inside, even though your partner might not have done anything, or maybe he has done something or she has done something to trigger that fear of rejection inside of you, you tend to shut down. You shut down emotionally and you just don't want to share yourself. You don't want to pour into to yourself into this person because you're feeling like they're about to leave you. So you might as well start the process of protecting whatever is left inside of you by shutting down, right? And then fear of rejection, um, it it puts you in a situation where you, you need to control. You need to control that person. You need to control the situation. Um, and there's nothing you can do about it except maybe go go to therapy. And lastly, fear of rejection makes you settle in unsatisfactory relationships because if you go after what you really want and what you're looking for in a partner, that partner might not want you. And so you don't want what you're looking for in a partner to turn around and reject you. So what you're going to do is you're going to settle for somebody who sees you as more or better and they're at the bottom of the, the pole, bottom of the food chain. And that will give you some sort of control. And it will also keep you satisfied. And you will never have to feel a fear of rejection if you do that. So that's what I mean by fear of rejection or rejection and abandonment goes hand in hand. Because you can still exhibit the exact same behavior on both sides. Um, It doesn't matter if you're struggling with abandonment issue or rejection, you can still do all of these things in a different form, depending on which one you're experiencing at the time. And you can't really tell the difference because sometimes they feel the same. They really do. I have even met some people who tend to attract to situations where they would be rejected. You know, an example of, of this would be you meet a girl or a guy and you just automatically fall for them without even knowing who they are. You just like the the idea of them or you like the fact that they're giving you attention or talking to you and you completely fall for them. And without even verifying if that person likes you back or not, you get into this whole fantasy in your mind of this relationship with this person without finding out if that's what they're looking for themselves. So you spend that time investing your energy and wasting your, your time trying to to build that fantasy with this person and the person was just not interested so after some time you know the person tends to distance themselves or ghost you and you feel rejected again like why why did that not work and i said well you know one of the reasons why it doesn't work is that you're you went into that situation not getting to know the other person finding out if they truly are attracted to you in that way 
or finding out if you can be that person for them in their lives because it's very easy to to get a person but keeping them is on a whole nother level keeping them would would require that you are consistent consistent with learning how to be with them learning what their likes or their dislikes learning their strengths and their weaknesses and working with them in a, a cohesive kind of way and a lot of people especially if they're the type of people that fall in love with the honeymoon phase or they they just they just meet a girl they automatically like her and they don't take the time to get to know her or him they tend to you know tend to be able to get the girl or guy but then they can't keep them they lose them because that consistency is not there they they clearly seem to be in a fantasy world where they are doing all of these things in real time but in their mind it seems much grander than it is and it really isn't it's almost like you're not participating in the relationship with that person and the person can see that and they can feel that you're just going off of this fantasy that you have in your head about the perfect relationship not realizing that you need to be present in the one that you have currently so they end up being rejected because that's not real life whatever is going on in your head is not real life you have to focus on the task at hand and what is happening and making sure that your relationship is on point. You guys are communicating. You know, you guys are having daily conversations to make sure that, you know, no one is being ignored. No one's feeling is being suppressed uh, because one partner needs one thing. And if you go into a friendship with somebody in hopes that it will develop into more than that, a part of making sure that it develops into more than that is actually listening actually communicating not shutting down not behaving in a way that's just immature but truly focusing on on being present with that person and understanding what they're looking for so that you won't put yourself in a situation where you get rejected you know and most times these people will continue to do that in all of their relationships or with all of the the significant others that are potential in their lives they are they're so used to being rejected that it is all they know they might try to do the opposite but their deep desire to be loved makes them seek the validation of those who doesn't desire them back or they're they're not meeting that that standard so that the person can truly see them as that man or woman in their lives because guess what you're not paying attention the need to be loved can be quite addictive and sometimes these people give up uh, and reject you because you are not going at their pace and i've been in situations like that myself where it's like i'm talking to this guy and it's almost like i'm not giving him what he wants but he's also not communicating He's not communicating what he wants and what he desires. And he's also not listening to what I need and what I desire. So why the hell bother? You know what I'm saying? So in this situation, it's a waste of time if you're not listening and I'm going to just shut down because, you know, you're not listening. Um, so, yes, I hear what you're saying, but you hardly talk. So I don't really know what you want. Right. It's just it's just very simple. A lot of guys and girls forget that they need to communicate. Communicate your feelings. Don't just wait and bury it and have it bottle up until you explode. Keep talking. If the person is not getting it and you do explode and say, listen, get the hell out of my life, then that's on the person who wasn't listening because you've given it chances after chances after chances 
and you are allowed to be frustrated and you are allowed to to take care of yourself and just exit from that situation so yeah if they were afraid of rejection they kind of brought it on themselves in those types of situations right there is always a reason as to why someone does not reciprocate their feelings or reciprocate your feelings and your job is to find out what you could have done better so that when you do move on to the future you can keep in mind that number one i don't communicate very well number two i'm not expressing myself the way that i need to express for a relationship to flourish and grow and so this is something that i need to work on so then i'm going to work on it and not take it too personal that you lost this person in that moment because you did not know i have heard certain people who i've talked to who were my friend and they would say things like you know this person isn't behaving the way that they should so clearly they don't like me and i said well why are they not behaving the way that they should like what are what are your expectations and they're like you know just a swoon at all of the stuff that i do for them and i said okay but what are their love language you're doing something that is your love language is that theirs and they're like what what do you mean <laughs> and i'm always confused because a lot of people enter into relationships with friends just thinking okay well if i like this you have to like it and sometimes that's not the case so your job when you meet somebody who you are infatuated with or you like the idea of is to actually get to know them just get to know them find out who they are before you start building a future on nothing you, you know what i'm saying so make sure that if they're not reciprocating find out why why they're just not interested in you and being with you and if you don't want to know it's time for you to cut your losses and go exactly the way they like it you know what i mean so i i was kind of confused as to to talking to this person just kind of listening to them have all these expectations but they never once communicated their expectations to the other person so you know, if you want them to be happy that you wash the dishes or take out the garbage, let them know that you, you want some of that that energy, that excitement. And if they really can't do it, it means that something else is wrong, <laughs> you know? So it's your job to learn how to navigate, how to communicate, and how to work with an individual in all situations. And in order to do that, you need to you need to communicate. A lot of these people tend to wait till it's too late to communicate or to apologize or time has passed and it's like the damage has been done and for for me it's like that's great that you're coming to apologize to me for not doing this or not doing that but at the end of the day like it's over like time has passed it sucks that it took you this long to 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 figure out what it is you wanted and and thank you for explaining all of this to me but that time has passed but thank you you, you know what i'm saying so it's like you couldn't communicate when the person was in your life and when the person was gone, you were all upset and you were the victim and poor you. But then, you know, when it when you start to realize that actually you were the problem, then you go out of your way trying to contact this person, get on, you know, their Facebook or text message or Instagram or whatever, trying to reach out to them to apologize and to explain what was going on with you during that time. And you find that they don't reciprocate that energy or feel any sympathy or any emotions behind it because they're over it they're over it and there's nothing you can do about it but it's great that you explained yourself it's just the other person that didn't care at this point time has passed and everything has moved on and they feel like they made the right decision you can't change the past but you could have changed the outcome of the relationship going forward if you had just communicated. A lot of people jump the gun out of fear, fear of rejection or their abandonment issues. 
And so a lot of relationships or friendships that could have worked are no longer working and you're in this state of wondering, is it me? And most likely it is. I'm not saying that to be mean and I'm not saying that to be rude, but I mean, if, if things aren't working out, clearly you're attracting the wrong situation or you're asking for things from the wrong person. And because they messed up, you know, that impulsivity starts to blossom. They feel like they feel guilty, regret. They start to feel pain because they didn't, they didn't talk at the time to allow progress for growth or development. It's a natural progress or a progression in love when you talk about what you're feeling, when you talk about what you're going through with that person. And hopefully you guys can come to a place where you're both on the same page and you can both work together on these things. One of the ways that I that helps me to manage my my feelings, especially hurt feelings, is journaling. After journaling, I realized that due to hurt feelings, I would project how I was feeling before asking the correct question. If I asked the correct questions, you know, communicate, then I wouldn't be so offended. I wouldn't be so hurt because that understanding makes everything better. It really does. And a lot of people don't understand the power of understanding and the power of communication it could solve wars you don't know we as people are so easily offended we get emotional and avoid getting the answers we seek if you just gotten the answers you would feel at peace complete and utter peace rejecting the person first is justified because it falls into the category of protecting our hearts the issue is that some people take it too far some people choose themselves or close themselves off from all relationships out of fear fear that someone will come and break your heart fear that you can't go through that again fear that you have poor taste in partners so many things goes through one's mind when they feel that they need to guard their heart. I learned about guarding your heart from the Bible. I still agree with it. Proverbs 4, uh, 33, or sorry, 23 to 27. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the path for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. That scripture is an example from the Bible talking about laws of attraction your thoughts positive negative good or bad control your attitude your attitude are the sum total of your thoughts your attitude leads to your actions the bible even goes into how to guard your heart you know romans 12 2 um renew your mind matthews 12 34 govern your speech matthew 6 22 to 23 guard your sight and Psalms 37, 23 to 24, guide your steps. You know, I, what, one of the examples that I missed from the law of attraction and manifestation episode was talking about Job and how whatever happened to Job and, and that, that book itself just, 
just talking about all of it it's it's basically laws of attraction and manifestation and they're giving you an example of that so i don't want to go too much into laws of attraction and manifestation but i just wanted to touch on it because all of these series are connected they're all connected in some way and so that is the reason why i touch back on on previous episodes if you haven't listened to it definitely go listen to it so to break all of that down to something very simple the list that i have here is take things slow find someone who shares your values pay close attention to red flags and do not settle stop focusing on the superficial and that's the list that kind of breaks down what i just talked about before um earlier about um governing and and guiding your steps and things like that i was trying to find a way to conclude this podcast episode and i wanted to focus on projecting rejection in your professional life some people seek business or businesses or a certain position due to classism or the need for validation but there are people who are passionate and accomplishment driven like myself so the issue for many in both situation in like this is that when it comes time to take the first step or progress in that feeling of failure or self-sabotage or fear we tend to not do it because and i'll give you an example i have a few friends that work in the government and they're completely qualified for a position but they won't apply for it out of fear fear of rejection fear that they're going to turn them down and one of the things that you know they use as a justification for not applying for these positions is that oh the other person's going to be applying and they are a favorite or you know the supervisor seems to really like that person so why bother just to be rejected and my thought process is the experience of actually doing that interview even if you don't get it is very meaningful and it will help you to find something when that time comes that's more for you and i said at the end of the day you know if that other person applies for the job and gets it guess who the supervisor sends to get training for that position they send them to you so why not apply for the position since you already know how to do it and manage it and and all of that and save yourself the time and headache that you're putting into training somebody who's getting paid more than you are for a particular position that you didn't apply for and now you have to train them to do that job well enough that kind of sucks and you're not even getting paid to train them either they're just telling you to pause your work and make some room to, to train this person but you didn't apply but if you had applied and you still didn't get it and they sent that person to be trained by you, you can easily turn around and go, sorry, I have a lot of work to do. And you should, you know, train them yourself, being the manager or the supervisor. But you have work to do and training is not a part of your job because it sucks. It really does suck that you have to swallow that and then have to sit there and train someone who knows nothing about the position only because they applied for it and got it. And now you have to make them better. So every time they make mistakes, you're the one going over to fix it. So you've just added more work to your to your day. Anywho, the point that I was trying to make is that projecting rejection does put you in a situation where you end up, you know, not doing what you should be doing. And then end up in a situation where you have to provide that training to somebody else in a professional setting. And it's not worth it. It's not worth it. So we feel rejection in our careers and at work when the desire to move forward gets stumped 
by that feeling of failure or rejection, not getting the position due to circumstances, due to popularity. But most time it is because we are projecting our fear of rejection. So it comes into to fruition and our, our chances are sabotaged. Again, example, laws of attraction and manifestation. If you're going to manifest this, this uh, negative thought or focus on this negative thought, guess what's going to happen? You're not going to get the job. You're not going to get the position. You, you, you want to start a business, but you end up talking yourself out of it. That's another fear. A fear that it won't work out, a fear that you'll be rejected by people starting a business and they won't they won't like it, they won't like you. All of that is is connected to the fear of rejection. And a lot of people, you know, don't don't seem to understand that. You ever come up with like I said, a business idea and talk yourself out of it? You start to feel as if you will fail. Rejection can affect your life. How? Social rejection increases anger, anxiety, depression, jealousy, and sadness. It reduces performance on difficult intellectual tasks and can also contribute to aggression and poor impulse control. And so because of all of that, you come off very negative. And when you go into that job interview to to, to get to another level in your company, they start to see that. It starts to show on your face, in your body language, and even in your words. So they don't give you the position due to that. And then you think, oh, that person only got the position because they they are popular or they're liked by the supervisor. And most times that's really not the case. It's because of the attitude that you brought with you and the thought process that you went in and sabotaged your interview. You have to look at all perspectives and really analyze it and come to a conclusion that, all right, this is what I need to fix. The next interview that I go into, I can change this and I need to switch my mind and I need to change my attitude. So I know that I would like to go in a little bit more depth when it comes to this podcast episode. But I'm feeling a little bit sick today and I'm going to have to cut this off as about 30 minutes, 35 minutes um, because I can't really push the topic too much. But I feel like I've covered enough to conclude this podcast episode, even though it's short. And, you know, I hope that you take this time to journal your feelings out and, and come to an understanding with yourself, learning about yourself because you change every day, right? that growth, that development that you need to document, especially if you can't afford a therapist, journaling and documenting certain situations or things that have happened and talking about those hurt feelings does help you. Journaling are for people that are broke and people that that don't, they can't really afford to, to get a therapist. But for those of you that can't afford a therapist and you know you struggle with abandonment issues or rejection, see a therapist. Find the right one, take the time to investigate them, learn about them, and choose the right therapist for you. But at the end of the day, being one with your feelings and understanding where you're coming from, when there's triggers that are happening around you that's triggering rejection or abandonment, this is where you need to exit that situation. Exit that situation because you don't know how to handle it and it's it causes you too much emotions. And so there are certain things that you can do that are super easy to do. Um, but learning how to communicate your feelings, putting it down on paper if you don't know how to express it well, and then having that conversation with the person that you need to have a conversation with. That includes jobs, that includes your friends, that includes your family, and that includes your partner. All of these things, 
require your love and attention and you need to show yourself some love and attention by learning to communicate and expressing yourself and not suppressing your emotions or trying to act like everything is great and everything is perfect and being that person so i just wanted to conclude the episode on that um like i said i gave you guys enough you might have a lot to think about so thank you for supporting the orchid blooms podcast don't forget to check out don't forget to check out our our website at taonetwork.ca. Click the follow button under Orchid Blooms Podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Visit our social media pages for updates on our guests per week and our guests on the YouTube channel. Our social media pages are Facebook at The Ambitious Obsession, Instagram and Twitter at The Ambitious Obs, and Orchid Eye Brown. Don't forget to share your favorite podcast episode with your family and your friends, and I hope you have a splendid day.